here we are. Here we are. The day before Thanksgiving. The day before the big day. Thanksgiving Eve? Question mark? Sure, that doesn't get talked about very often or enough. But um, this is a big day. This is a big day. It's about uh, preparation. It's about uh, plans. It's about uh, anxiety. <laughs> it's feelings on feelings on more feelings. Um, good or bad, you know. I think uh, it's healthy to explore all of them. But welcome to uh, the Max Effort Kitchen. And I am your host, Chef Matt. And, uh, you know, the first segment or part of this podcast today is going to be about uh, the thought of Thanksgiving and what it is and why we celebrate it. You've heard me talk about this. um, And I think on the first podcast that I did about with this Thanksgiving series about, you know, being together and spending it with people you love. And, yeah, that's kind of that um, surface idea of what this holiday is, but really, why do we set? Why do we uh, celebrate it? I'm I'm kind of perplexed right now because so let me let me we'll rewind here and <clears throat> you know we were just playing a uh, we like to play trivia uh, at dinner and you know i we do that for multiple reasons but it, it keeps us all engaged you know it keeps us talking instead of talking about well honey how was your day or you know maddie tell me about your day at school what happened you know that's kind of monotonous like tell me about your day question i don't know about you but that question to me is uh you know what what a a trigger word <laughs> uh, the fact that I just said that is hilarious, but um, no, it, it is definitely something that I don't enjoy. I, it's not a conversation I enjoy. It's just very surface again. And so we play trivia and we find that, uh, you know, conversations come about good and bad, um, a little competition, engagement, you know, uh, teaching people, our kids stuff learning stuff ourselves. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of things on these trivia questions that I had no idea about, you know, useless facts maybe, but great stuff. I digress. You know, we do this um, because it, it brings a togetherness feeling in our household. And something came up in the trivia question, and I'm not going to quote the question because I don't know it and I don't want to go find the card, but It had to do with uh, Christopher Columbus. And this sparked a, not heated, it didn't get heated, but it sparked a a debate between my wife and I. And I, I, you know, I am severely challenged. Some may call it ignorance. Um, I call it challenged because, you know, I, I find myself being challenged about the unknown or, you know, things that uh, we learn in the history books, right? Now, let me preface this by saying I am not a conspiracy theorist. That is not where I'm going with this. Um, But I just don't believe that there's one answer for how it was. I don't believe that if it's in a history book, it's necessarily true. But with that said, there's a part of me that is 
you know, likes to live with my head in the sand. Like, you know, I one of the things I was I was talking about tonight was that like, you know, the uh, the one of the first things I remember learning in first grade in school was you know the whole idea behind Christopher Columbus and the pilgrims and all the Indians and and how they you know they they there was a story built that they all came together and uh, you know had this big you know fancy dinner and and it was all in harmony and and everybody loved each other. Well, you know, come to find out that that's not exactly what happened. Um, there was a lot of killing. There was a lot of rape and pillaging and, and you know, stuff that um, not necessarily you're going to teach your kids. But that said, this is being taught in first grade. Why would we want to um, teach our kids about, you know, necessarily the the killing and the, you know, tragedy behind stealing of land and all that. Why not use a story like that to teach them, you know, the idea of togetherness? Because that's what it's about. Because, you know, to be honest with you, in in my opinion, if, and growing up, I always thought, you know, Thanksgiving was about the dinner that was had with the pilgrims and the Indians, right? When you're a kid, you are not, I'm not going to say head in the sand, but that's what you were taught. And you don't understand the idea of like togetherness with your family and spending it with your loved ones and cooking and all that stuff. You don't get it. At least I didn't, you know, growing up in um, rural Idaho and uh, being taught at an elementary that had like maybe, you know, I don't know, 40 or 50 kids. So, the principle behind what they're t- what they taught, and they don't teach it anymore. What I found out tonight, and it kind of, it kind of, uh, you know, irked me a little bit to to hear that they're not teaching the idea of t- togetherness through you know very loose facts of history. Um, and I'm challenged by that because I want my kids to understand that, like, you know, this is about different cultures and different people and different loved ones coming together and having a meal at at a point in time when we are so um, broken as a country, right? Where politics just seeps into every aspect of life. Religion seeps into every aspect of life. And those are just two things that are just so, you know, either right or left. There's no in-between. And if you think, and if you're going to be in between, you just don't know, right? A lot of judgment, a lot of judgment. And so I ask myself, like, what do I want to teach my kids? Well, I don't really have the answer, but I, I, I'm seeing it over time. You know, we we practice togetherness as a family once to two times a week. You know, we live a busy life. We're not always sitting down at the dinner, dinner table together. We're not always playing the trivia. We're not, you know, we're constantly going, going, going. And I think that's um, a product of uh, what we grew up in and our society and who we are and who we aspire to be, right? We have all these things we want to do. We have a a lot of stuff that we can accomplish, and uh, and we want to accomplish a lot more within the day. You know, how many times do you say to uh, yourself, like, I wish I had more time in the day? I know I say it a lot. 
But why are we celebrating Thanksgiving? Why? You know, it, it's interesting because I heard something today um, on a separate podcast that I was listening to. And it all, it had to do with expression. And I, I struggle with this in life as it is. And um, if you know me, I like to express myself. I'm really open with my feelings. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't have a hard time saying what is on my mind. Uh, sometimes I have a hard time saying it um, effectively, meaning it could come out in anger or sadness or maybe using the wrong words and not being fully collected. Um, but I don't have a problem expressing it or bringing up the hard questions or talking to people or telling them how I feel. Well, it just challenges people around me. And uh, I'm, again, it's one of those things where togetherness, you know, you call yourself a family, you call yourself friends, you call yourself people who you love, right? But why is it so hard to express a physical or emotional feeling of love. It's like it's dangerous. Cannot break that, right? Cannot let you in this shell because I'm vulnerable when I express to you something that's close to my heart or, you know, you're asking for more of me. But it's so much easier to express the idea of defense, the idea of dislike or hate or judgment. Now, I know I'm just, uh, you know, speaking the world's problems, right? You know, everybody's probably thinking, well, yeah, this is just life and how it is, right? Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, the older I get, the, the less I accept it and the less that I feel that it is okay. And so I'm going to challenge each and every listener out there. This Thanksgiving, you know, whether or not you do the whole go around the table, tell me something you're thankful for, or, you know, maybe you don't do that. Uh, Maybe, you know, you do something for charity or you do something, you know, whatever you do for Thanksgiving. I want you to take a step out of your box. And I want you to tell somebody how you really feel. Get that weight off your chest. Tell somebody that you love them. Tell somebody that you can't stand them. Tell somebody that they need a little bit of tough love. Be real for just a day. Take a second and think, What is the worst that could happen, right? I tell this person how I feel. It hurts their feelings for a moment. It's like telling the truth. It's always going to be harder in the beginning, but better in the long run. And that is something I firmly believe in. So this Thanksgiving, let's express the physical or emotional feeling of love. Let's not make it dangerous. Let's take that hate, that judgment, that dislike, the, 
you know, idea that we're going to go see some in-laws that we don't like or, you know, we're going to go eat some really crappy food or, you know, we're afraid to, you know, talk to somebody or we don't want to be around this person because of their lifestyle. Just throw that out the damn window. Because because this is a day where we are all together and you're surrounding yourself with these people because you love them, right? So find that person, find that peace in this day and grasp onto it. Be real, express yourself how you feel you want to express yourself. Come out of your shell. And then for the next day you want to go back into that shell, so be it. But that's the step forward. That is the idea of this day. That is the idea of Thanksgiving. Screw what they teach you in the history books about Columbus or, you know, the Indians or whatever. Because, you know, we've, we've canceled that out already, given, you know, what, the, what historians have found out about that day or that time period. So no longer is Thanksgiving about, you know, the first settlers of America or whatever. It's about being thankful. It's about expression of love. It's about being open and real. And that's all I really wanted to say on that. I wanted to just really take a moment to get that off my chest. Um, I can be a bit of a, an emotional person, a bit, a bit of a philosophical person. I go down really, really deep holes, and I love everything about it. And, uh, you know, if you get anything from that, awesome. If uh, you think I'm an ignorant ass after that, <laughs> even better, because I've sparked something. And that's all that I'm looking to do is put an idea out there and just uh, just give it a shot. So, back to the fun part, right? The cooking. The big uh, extravaganza that we're going to have. The smorgasbord of food. And we've gone through stuffing. We've gone through cranberry sauce. We did the, the, uh, the mashed potatoes now we get to do the turkey. The turkey. So many people are scared of this. Uh, this is my brother's first time of ever cooking it, and he's freaking out. I think it's hilarious. And I'm going to go over there tomorrow and kind of help him, you know, do a little preparation. And I'm going to do the preparation that I know how to do because it's worked for me. Because I've done multiples. And... um the preparation we're going to talk about today is the one that works the absolute best. And I'm, you know, there's an ingredient in here that is going to challenge you to the, the bone, like challenge you, but that's okay because I want you to try it and trust that I know what I'm talking about because I've served this dish or this Turkey to people who absolutely despise of this uh, thing that I'm going to tell you to put on the turkey or this ingredient and they had no idea 
and they were raving about it. it was the best turkey they've ever had. So let's get into it. So you've, you've defrosted your turkey, right? You've done the whole in the cooler, it's sitting in the garage for three or four days. It's in your, it's uh, getting ready to go. You're touching it, you're poking it. It's nice and soft on the outside. What are we going to do with it now? Uh, okay, there are some things that you need to know about a turkey if you've never opened that package before. You're going to take and you're going to go and clean your sink, right? Soap, hot water, get all the sides, clean it. If you don't know, the sink is one of the dirtiest aspects of a kitchen. So take, you know, hit it with some, some good soap, antibacterial soap, hot water, get it nice and clean, rinse everything off. Put your turkey in there. Unwrap your turkey in the sink. Now there's two aspects of this turkey. What we're going to do is we're going to open the legs and open that cavity. And you're just going to kind of put your hands in there, really get in there. And the thing is, is if you're going to work with a turkey, you got to understand that you're going to get your hands dirty. So I want you to just take your fears of whatever it is and get in that turkey. Open those legs up, stick your hand in there. There's going to be some ice in there. Make sure and clean out all the ice out of that cavity. Make sure it is wide open, okay? wide open we want a lot of space because we're going to stuff that with as many freaking oranges as you can get in there so you're going to cut up your oranges it's like any you know, orange slices you used to get in uh, you know grade school or whatever you're going to cut up your oranges usually it's about three to four of the of the average to large size navel oranges i cut them up I don't take the, the skin off or anything. I'm literally just cutting them into like four quarters and I am jamming them in there as much as I can. I think this last turkey, I got four in there and I'm tall. I'm telling you, I'm pushing all the way to the back and I'm punching, I'm punching the, the stuff in because I want that cavity be to be stuffed with this citrus. Okay. Now, next thing you're going to do is you're going to have your room temperature butter. And I want a whole stick of butter here. And your turkey is going to have skin on it. So before you even touch the butter, I want you to put some gloves on if it makes you feel weird. But take your hands, lift up, you know, the, the first part of that skin will be loose enough to lift up to stick your fingers in there. And I want you to create some space. So create some space with the skin from the meat, right? Because we're going to be stuffing butter in there, a whole stick of butter. So you got to really get in there. So I want you to just like stick your hand in there as much as possible, you know, kind of lifting the skin up with one hand, sticking the, in with the fingers in the other hand, almost like you're skinning it, but you're not taking the skin off, okay? So create some room in there as much as you can, all the way back if you can. Then you're going to take that stick of butter and you're just going to put it straight on, on the meat underneath the skin. Just shove it in there. You know, make sure you get nice, good coverage on both breasts. Uh, make sure you're getting it down deep in there. Uh, but get that whole stick in there. Okay. Now for that not so secret ingredient. We are going to take our favorite brand of mayonnaise. Yep, 
mayonnaise. And we are going to coat the outside of that turkey like we are lathering it up with goddamn sunscreen. I don't know what you want to call it. But that thing, you need to cover the entire turkey with this mayonnaise. I am not joking. I am 100% serious. Cover your turkey with mayonnaise. I don't care if it takes you half a jar. Cover it. It is covered. It's going to look like lotion on the skin, right? So the reason why we're using mayonnaise, what is the main, two main ingredients of mayonnaise? Eggs and oil. So these two things are going to keep, they're going to protect the meat, and they're going to flavor and help cook the meat. I'm telling you, mayonnaise on the outside of your turkey is the only way to go. You will never taste it. You will never. It's not going to have a a flavor of mayonnaise. Uh, Please don't use Miracle Whip because then you might. We're using actual mayonnaise. You can use vegan mayonnaise. You can use olive oil mayonnaise. You can use avocado mayonnaise. I don't care. Put the mayonnaise on the goddamn skin, right? Then what you're going to do is you're going to grab your favorite herb, okay? Dried herb. Now, I like to use the Herbe de Provence. You can buy Herbe de Provence at pretty much any, uh, any grocery store. You know, you can do it at uh, Whole Foods, New Seasons, Fred Meyer, Safeway. And Herbe de Provence is pretty much everything you will need for flavoring on this turkey and you're going to cover that turkey. So Herbe de Provence is, uh, you know, it's marjoram, it's savory, it's uh, rosemary, it's thyme, and it's also oregano. I'm telling you, you've cooked with all of these uh, herbs. Why not use them all together? Okay. Um, So I usually buy two jars of it. Um, I usually only need one jar, but I buy a second one just in case, you know, the size of the bird always matters, but you're going to take this herb de Provence. You're going to mix it with kosher salt. I'm going to say one jar to about four tablespoons of kosher salt, mix it up nicely. And literally with your hand, you are going to spread it over every nook and cranny and different part of this area. And it's going to stick. It's going to stick because you have mayonnaise covering your your turkey, right? So next layer of flavor is your herb to Provence. So you're going to cover that turkey so it completely looks like it's an herbed turkey. Like you're not even going to see the mayonnaise because it's going to be covered in herbs. This next step is the most important step. Okay? You are going to put it in your on a, on a dish. Put it in something that is going to be able to, uh, you know, keep any liquid from getting it, you know, from spreading like you know residual, you know, juices or ice or anything like that. You can do like a baking dish or like a a sheet pan with maybe 
you know, some, some foil underneath it, kind of round it up just to keep any juices from getting out it where they shouldn't be. Um, and you're going to put it in your fridge uncovered overnight, 24 hours at the very least. What this is going to do is the air, the cold air is going to dry it out. Okay. The, the salt is going to pull some of that moisture out of the meats. It's going to, um, in a very loose term or in a very loose sense, it's going to start the cooking process. Okay. I I'm telling you, you try to cover it and put it in there. You're just not going to get the same product. Okay. Um, you keep it uncovered. It's going to smell your fridge. Get over it. It'll go away within a day. Anything that we're doing is going to leave by the weekend, right? So uncovered turkey. Make sure there's nothing sitting on top or around it or that can fall on it. We're going to make sure and tie the legs together so those oranges can't come out. And before we put it in, to the uh, into the refrigerator overnight. We're going to reach in the back of that turkey and pull out the gizzard, pull out the hearts and the liver. Now, for those of you who love that, hey, more power to you. My dad used to do it all the time. He'd make actually, he would take it and he would stew it all day and then make a bunch of gravy out of it. It was fantastic. But if you don't like that flavor of organ flavor, which is a little bit irony, um, you know, just stay away from it. Throw away. Some people feed it to their dogs. I don't, you know, do what you will with it. Um, but the one thing is you don't want to do is because those things are usually in these like uh, paper packages is you don't want to leave them in there and cook it. I guess you could. It's not going to hurt anything, but it's going to be a little weird to cut into when you're cutting down the turkey. So we have our turkey in the fridge, uncovered, citrus in there, legs tied up, covered, oh wait, no, butter under the skin, covered with mayonnaise, covered with our herb blend. Your turkey is ready to go, okay? You are going to take the time that you want your turkey dinner or your turkey at dinner, and you're going to count down from that, okay? Okay? You're going to count down. So each turkey is uh, just a little bit different on the specific time that it needs to cook. But what I'm going to do here is give you uh, a simple equation on how to calculate it. All right. And most meat uh, works this way where you're going to always have a X amount of minutes per pound. So with your stuffed, because this is technically a stuffed turkey, you have something in the middle of it, right? So you're going to take the pound or how much your turkey weighs, which it'll be labeled on the, you know, the whatever it was wrapped in. Um, there will say, or you can look at your receipt. Your receipt will tell you how much it weighed. You know, if it's like, you know, 14 to 17 pounds or, you know, 17 to 21 pounds. Just average out the middle number and go from there, okay? Some of them have, some of the turkeys have 
uh, the little the little deal that pops out, the little nipple thing that pops out, and when it's ready, it, you know, it pops out and everything's good, and that's how we know. Um, feel free to use that. You know, I do use it to a certain point, but I also have specific areas that I like cooked a little bit differently. Um, like I like the legs to be um, cooked a little bit longer. I like the dark meat to be a little bit, uh, you know, not on the dry side, but just cooked a little bit longer. That's just me and my opinion. Uh, you know, you all know how you like your, your turkey meat. So the basic equation is 15 minutes per pound. Okay. So for instance, um, I think I posted a picture of the turkey that I cooked for our office Thanksgiving. And that thing was uh, 23 pounds. And <clears throat> I started cooking at 6.30. It was done at, oh, what time? It was done at, I think, around 10.30, between 10.30 and 11. Mind you, I had a little bit of time in there where I had to put it in my car and drive 20 minutes to my office while it was in the cooker. Um, but, you know, don't don't try to break down my equation and say, oh, Matt, that's not 15 minutes per pound because uh, there's some variables there that I, were, I was dealing with. But for the basic, basic equation, 15 minutes per pound, you just times. So 23 times 15, that's going to give you... All right, that was a little weird. Just had a bit of a technical glitch. Um, but anyways, going back to what I was saying, um, typing in uh, 23 pounds times 15, uh, that's going to give you a uh, total of three hours and 45 minutes. Now, I'm going to round that up to four hours just because I know um, the lag time of the oven I'm working with and the uh, way that that turkey is cooking because I'm checking it. Um, don't check it too much, but definitely check in on it. Baste it a little bit. Make sure it's, uh, you know, cooking at the right rate. It's not overcooking. Your crust isn't getting, or your skin isn't getting too crusty and, and all that. So uh, that time, there's also a specific within it, within that four hours um, there's a technique in what we were going to do to create a crispier brown skin and also, um, in my opinion, a bit of a uh, more tender meat. Now, let me explain what I'm talking about on that. Uh, so we're going to say four hours just uh, for the sake of uh, for the sake of sake. Right. The first 30 minutes. The first 30 minutes, you're going to have your oven set at 450 degrees. You're going to put it in the oven for 30 minutes. Set your timer. Do not lag or do not forget about your timer on this. So 30 minutes tops. Okay. So 450, 30 minutes, got your turkey in, shut the door, start. 30 minutes is up. You are going to take and decrease the heat in your oven to 325. Then you are going to set your timer for three hours. So three hours, 325 degrees. After your timer goes off for that three hours, 
you are going to jump that heat back up to 450. Okay. And another 30 minutes at 450. So you're probably asking yourself like, why, why are we playing this game? Well, we're doing this because we want, so that first we want, we want to shock the meat. So that first 30 minutes really shocks the meat. So it's like waking it up. Like, here we go. What the heck is happening? Um, you know, code red, code red. And then we drop that thing to 325 and it kind of calms down and it goes into this slower cooking process. Okay, we're pushing the juices through, you know, um, taking our time, letting everything kind of, all the, all the citrus in there steam through, you know, melting all that butter, using it to cook the meat. And then we get to that last 30 minutes and it's like game time again, bam. We're going 450. We're crisping up that skin that's been cooking uh, under the intense amount of oils and and butter and all that stuff. Um, we're we're saying okay, this is the last push. We're going last, you know, summit up the mountain. And then once that 30 minutes is up, comes one of the most important parts of this whole thing. Now, side note. You probably heard me say that at least multiple steps here are one of the most important, right? Well, that's because every single step is the most important step in any recipe. You know, you start cutting corners, your quality is going to go down. You start um, messing with, you know, what's important, what's not, quality is going to go down. Remember, we're looking for um, a result, an outcome. A specific, you know, goal in mind. That's what the recipe is is doing. It's leading you to that specific goal, leading you to uh, the outcome of which we want this turkey to be. Right. So that last thirty minutes is all about like, okay, game time, last summit. Here we go. Thirty minutes is up. Pull that turkey out. Here's that important tip. You are going to. Take that turkey in the pan that it's in. You are going to hide it in the closet. Put a couple sheets of tinfoil over top to let it, you know, kind of, you know, tent it is what you like to call. So like the old school, like kind of A-frame tent, just fold it in half and then drop it on top. Nothing specific. You don't need to cover it. But what I want you to do is put that tinfoil and hide that damn turkey. I don't care if you put it in your bathroom, in your closet, in your kid's room, out of sight, for at least 15 minutes. You're probably asking yourself, what the heck is he talking about? Why, why am I hiding this turkey right now? You know, it's the most important part of the meal. We're going to hide it. No, what you're doing is you're letting that turkey rest. We all know the second you pull that turkey out, everybody starts coming in the kitchen like, oh, I smell the turkey. Oh, that smells so good. Oh, and then next thing you know, you got, you know, Uncle Joe over there just kind of like nibbling, nibbling, taking a piece here. Oh, let me just grab like part of the leg and pop it. Uh, no, we need to let this turkey rest. Because when, when you cook meat and when you cook it under this kind of heat and this time, you know, the, the heat, so the temperature and the time, you hear me talk about that a lot. So when you cook meat, what happens is it hits that heat and it constricts. It gets really angry and it holds on to everything, right? 
So it's holding on to all the juices and it's constricting and really tight. It's like when, you know, maybe you're having a bad day and you need 15 minutes to decompress. This is the decompress moment. Okay. So you give that turkey time to decompress. You give that turkey time to say, okay, I'm ready for you guys to, you know, enjoy me, right? It's a weird way to put it, but you understand what I mean. Let it decompress. What's going to happen are all the just amazing, flavorful juices that that meat has produced are going to disperse back into the meat. So if you don't let it rest, what's going to happen is you're going to cut into it and juices are going to go everywhere. And then you're going to be ended up or you're going to have a ended. (laughs) You're going to have one of the driest pieces of meat um, that you can pull off of a turkey because there has no juice in it. It all just pretty much is on the ground or the counter or whatever. Um, so we want to make sure and rest it, give it time to decompress, give it time for those juices to flow through that turkey and take all of that hard work that we just put in and enjoy it, right? Give it time. Let it happen. Let the process happen. Be patient. Okay. And then you can call everybody in. You can, you know, poof up your chest, walk around being like, this is what I made. This is what I did. And you can enjoy your meal. And you know, this is the kind of thing that the next year you do this, it'll be just a little bit better. And the reason why I say that is because as you're going through this process, you're going to learn things. Take notes, have a notebook. Anytime you cook, write down notes. I'm telling you, it saves my butt all the time because I can make a recipe. Shoot, I can watch a movie from uh, two days ago and forget the lead actor's name. I can see his name. I can see him in my head, but I don't know his name, even though I knew it while I was watching it. So, you know, take notes. I'm not saying take notes of everything in your life, but when you're cooking, take notes, even if it's on the recipe, write notes on the recipe, put it in a folder, plug it away for next time. Cause they're going to pull that thing out next time. You'll be like, Oh, that's right. This is where I kind of messed up or, or this is what happened when I cooked it for this long. Or, um, you know, I didn't let it rest long enough or whatever, because next year it's just going to be a little bit better. Like I was saying, and then the next year it's going to be just that much better. And then the next year, it's going to be amazing. And next thing you know, 10 years down the road, you're passing this recipe down to your children, uh, over to a friend, to a loved one, to a coworker. And that is what this is all about. Creating something that you can be proud of, perfecting it to represent you. And then sharing it sharing a piece of you with somebody important or maybe not important, but just sharing it with somebody, a stranger. It's what this is all about. Sharing that love, sharing something that you've created. So like I was saying in the beginning, take this day and do something Share the love with somebody. Share a feeling. Step out of your box. Listen to a different idea. Open your mind. 
Get the politics out. Get COVID out. Be done with that just for 24 hours. That's my challenge to you. For 24 hours, let's love one another. Let's be positive. Let's take down our walls. Take down our judgments. Because nobody needs that. And that's what Thanksgiving's all about. That is full circle of sharing who you are on a dinner table to a family, to a person, to a friend, to a stranger. I don't even care. Just make it important. Make it satisfying. And most of all, be who you want to be. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this. Um, this series has been a lot of fun to do. Um, I've gotten a lot of great feedback, a lot of big surprises on people that I never imagined would even listen to this. Um, and I am highly grateful and thankful for the opportunity to be able to share the things that I have and the things that I've gone through with all of you. So with that said, I want to wish everybody an amazing Thanksgiving, an amazing Thanksgiving meal, and just the best time with the people you love or, or the people you are surrounding yourself with. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And remember, food is love.